Hello again, everybody. Welcome into Gamecock Central Radio. Emerson Phillips joined by Gamecock Central analyst Matt O'Brien. Matt's a former Gamecock football player, played at South Carolina in 2010 and 2011, and Matt is now working with NBC Sports, and he joins us to talk X's and O's each week here on Gamecock Central Radio. Matt, how are you tonight? I'm doing all right, Emerson. Still trying to recover from the uh, loss on Saturday. Initial reactions, Matt, to this loss, you know, I could give you a dozen adjectives to describe the way that Gamecock fans feel right now. Give us some of your initial reactions to the Citadel's one-point win over South Carolina. Well, you know, my initial reaction seems to be the same as all the other players I talked to uh, from the teams that I played on, and the one word I can describe it is uh, embarrassed. You know, we were on teams that, that won 11 games, won the SEC East, and now South Carolina's going out there and losing to the Citadel at home. It just shows you that uh, things are certainly bad right now in Columbia for the Gamecocks. No doubt about it. The Gamecocks now 3-8 and eight on the year and, of course, wrapped up SEC play at 1-7. and seven. So we're getting ready for the South Carolina Clemson game on Saturday. More on that coming up here in just a moment. Matt, what went wrong with the Gamecock defense? You know, the Citadel outrushed South Carolina 350 yards to 72 how was the Citadel able to run the ball so effectively against a much bigger Gamecock defense? Well, you know, the Citadel offensive line did a great job with their cut blocks. That's obviously a huge part of their offense. But they were also able to blow off the, uh, the South Carolina defensive line off the ball, which isn't something I expected going into the game. I knew the cut blocks would be a problem, but I didn't expect our defensive tackles to get blown off the ball in the way that they did and allow those huge gaps for the Citadel runners to go through. And that, that just shows me that they, they weren't exactly prepared. They weren't ready for the cut blocks. You sh- I saw multiple guys just kind of afraid of the cut blocks coming and just not holding their technique. I talked about with you in the podcast how some players could get frustrated and it was important to maintain technique. They just didn't do that. Uh, so lack of preparation. And then at the second level, the linebackers, you know, they struggled not only to be in the right position, but they also struggled to miss tackles. And not seeing Sky Moore out there as much as as much as he should have been was uh, disappointing to me. I know he had that uh, he had to go home for the funeral, and they felt that he wasn't prepared uh, as the other linebackers. But he's the best player on the defense. He needs to be out on the field. He may not have been prepared as the other guys, but he's certainly more athletic, and he'd certainly have done a better job out there. And then the safeties who were also playing at that second level with the linebackers were out of positions. You know, they gave up those huge runs to the Citadel. Those two explosive runs to Cam Jackson and Tyler Renew, you know, the line got blown off, which, which made those huge gaps. And then the linebackers and safeties weren't able to fill. And then also in the secondary, the corners allowed that deep pass, which allowed the, the Citadel to get a field goal there. So I just thought that it, it was a complete disappointment, the entire defensive performance. It, it stemmed from a lack of preparation, and they made the Tyler Renew look like a, an all-American Heisman type of runner. Yeah, the Citadel ran three pass plays in this ball game. They threw the football three times and were able to grind out 350 yards on the ground. Tyler Renew from Ben Lippin High School in Columbia sold peanuts at Carolina Games when he was 13, 14 years old and had a field day at Williams-Brice this past Saturday. So the Citadel picks up the win here. Matt, talk about the Gamecock offense. You know, I... I wasn't shocked that the Citadel was able to move the football. I figured with the triple option, they were going to be able to move it some. We've seen this offense give the Gamecocks problems in years past, but I never expected the Gamecock offense and the running game in particular to get stymied the way it did. The Citadel played very well defensively. Yeah, you know, Farrell Cooper had a big day. Jarrell Adams had a big day, and Perry Orth had over 350 yards passing. But with Perry Orth passing the ball over 40 times, you know, I just don't like that formula for the Gamecocks to have success. They need to be running the ball. 
with the running backs Brandon Wilds, David Williams, and Sean Carson. And the reason why I saw it the second time that I watched the game was that it seemed to me that the offensive coaches didn't have confidence in the Gamecock offensive line to be able to push back the Citadel defensive line and the defensive front, which just shows you how bad the offensive line is for the Gamecocks to be to be scared and just unable to run the ball on, a, on an FCS team was just a pure disappointment to me, and it inhibited the success of the entire offense. Orth had a big game. Cooper had a big game. So did Adams, but they just didn't click, and it all started from the offensive line, unable to get any push against that Citadel defensive front. Gamecock Central Radio here, Emerson Phillips with Matt O'Brien. We've got smartphone apps available for you so that you can listen to Gamecock Central Radio on your phone. We've got the iPhone app now available. The Android app has been out, and we're also on iTunes. Simply search Gamecock Central Radio for all three. Matt, give us some final thoughts on this ball game. What does the loss mean? It feels like Gamecock football has kind of hit rock bottom here. Yeah, you're right. You're right there, Emerson. The team is a lot worse than we ever could have imagined, and I did not expect them to come into Williams-Brice and lose to the Citadel and certainly not get blown off the ball on both sides. You know, the offensive and defensive line for the Gamecocks just didn't show up. They weren't prepared, and the Citadel took advantage. And it just shows where the team is and where the program is right now. You know, just a few years ago, like we talked about, they had 11 win, three straight seasons, and they won the SEC East. They were in the SEC Championship game in, in Atlanta, and now they're losing to an FCS team at home. And it, it just – just as a former player, and I talked to all the other guys as well, they just, they were just embarrassed and kind of kind of shocked and disappointed at losing at home to the Citadel and just the season in general. And it makes me wonder how much of it is is it going to be a tough sell to a, a new head coach coming in, and how much is it going to be difficult to hold on to the players that we do have committed right now, because they're certainly going to be heckled at by their by fans and people in the media and whatnot for being committed to South Carolina when they lost to the Citadel, you know, when they have other offers out there. So I'm wondering how that'll, how that'll turn out. And then um, whoever it is, you know, whoever the head coach is that they decide to be and they decide to hire, all I know is he'll have to come in and just do a much better job recruiting top to bottom on a consistent basis to win at this level. And uh, I'm, I'm expecting a recruiting first type of head coach to come in. Someone on local radio in Columbia today described the atmosphere as funeral-like leaving Williams-Brice after Saturday's game. Gosh. You can get breaking Gamecock news alerts delivered to your email inbox. Text USC to 42828. Text USC to 42828. Or go to the Gamecock Central homepage for more information. Matt, uh, we're looking ahead to Clemson now. So, you know, compounding problems for the Gamecocks. It's one thing to lose to an FCS opponent. It hadn't happened in 25 years for the Gamecocks. It's another thing altogether when you lose to an in-state FCS opponent, and then it becomes a third thing altogether uh, when you have to turn around and play your arch rival, which happens to be the number one ranked team in the country right now. So Clemson's coming in here uh, Saturday, Matt. Uh, we know Tiger fans, players, coaches, everybody associated with Clemson still bitter about the fact that they recently suffered through a five-game losing streak to the Gamecocks, and i got to believe Clemson's coming in. Uh, ready to slam the door on what has been, frankly, an abysmal 2015 season for South Carolina. Yeah, you, you hit the nail on the head there, Emerson. The Gamecocks were beating Clemson five years in a row, and now all of a sudden Clemson's number one in the nation and South Carolina's 3-8. and eight. And it just shows you how, how things can, can change so quickly at this level of football. But I know from my experience of playing at different levels that anything can happen in a rivalry game, especially when the Gamecocks get the Tigers at home. 
And my memories preparing for Clemson in 2010 and 2011 were just how many kids were just more focused on this game because they were from the state of South Carolina or from the surrounding area, and they were in a recruiting battle coming out of high school between the Gamecocks and the Tigers. So they were a little more focused than usual. And back in those games, Clemson certainly had the talented players in the perimeter. You know, they had Sammy Watkins, DeAndre Hopkins, Andre Ellington, and a whole slew of other players that made them a tough team to match up with. But South Carolina was able to beat them in the trenches. You know, not only did they have Stephon Gilmore, DJ Swearinger, Devonta Holloman, Antonio Allen to match up with those guys, but they also had the guys in on the defensive line, Melvin Ingram, Jadavian Clowney, Devin Taylor, you know, Cliff Matthews. All those guys were just starting up front in the trenches were a big reason why South Carolina was able to get those victories. That's something different than we, that we don't have this year. We don't have those guys. We don't have those guys at any level in the, on the defense, and we certainly don't have as complete of a team. You know, Clemson's coming in, the number one team in the nation. They're trying to secure a spot in that college football playoff. They're in good position. They're riding high. They're balanced on offense and defense. And, you know, it's that difference that Clemson now has, the skill to match in the trenches on offensive and defensive lines to go along with their nice perimeter players and their athletes. It's going to be a tough team to match up with for the Gamecocks. And I know one thing is that Dabo Sweeney, He's going to try to score as many points as possible. If he can score 70, he's going to try to score 75. He's, he's going to come in looking to make a statement against South Carolina. I don't like this matchup one bit, Emerson. Right. Uh, Matt, a lot of folks feel like Clemson will show no mercy whatsoever. So I'll ask the same question of you that I asked of Gamecock Central columnist Scott Davis earlier this week here on Gamecock Central Radio. Which, in your opinion, is more likely to happen? The Gamecocks show up and put up a fight or Clemson runs up to score? You know, I, I'd like to give you a combination answer because I do think that South Carolina will show a little more life. I certainly hope they show a little more life against Clemson in this heated rivalry, but I do think it ends up being a, a route. I think Clemson will end up going up big, especially in the third and fourth quarter. Uh, this game will, will be a tough one to watch for Gamecocks fans if they do not come out ready to play. But like I, do, like I did say earlier, anything can happen in a rivalry game. I certainly hope that the team is in the right mindset to at least come out and compete and finish the season strong. Wow, so Clemson is two wins away from a trip to the college football playoff, and they have to beat the two Carolinas to get there, South Carolina this week and then North Carolina in the ACC championship game. Matt, uh, putting the wraps on uh, what's been a long season here for Gamecock fans. We appreciate your insight, your expertise, and we enjoy talking Gamecock football with you each week here on Gamecock Central Radio. Even though it's been a difficult year, Matt, we appreciate what you do. Thank you. Thank you very much, Emerson. All right, we'll do it again next week. Matt O'Brien's my partner here on Gamecock Central Radio. He's a former Gamecock football player now working in New York City for NBC Sports, and he joins us each week to talk X's and O's here on Gamecock Central Radio. For Matt, I'm Emerson Phillips. Thanks for joining us.